the obelisk. The obelisk is the key. Good evening and welcome to the obelisk. Tonight's guest is Alan. I forgot to ask you how to pronounce your last name. Chico? Sico? Cisco. Cisco. Alan Cisco. I apologize for being a jerk. <laughs> Alan studied martial arts and Buddhism since for, for over 40 years and later was ordained as a Buddhist priest. He is trained in many systems of Chinese martial arts, receiving high rank and certification. Alan also studied the occult, religion, and the paranormal since he was a child, keeping the school librarian busy. <laughs> Alan, welcome to the Obelisk. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Our pleasure. All right. Hello, Nish. Is she gone? Sorry, I was having troubles there too. Alan, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those days. It is. Is it Mercury retrograde right now or what? Oh, <laughs> but I will tell you, when we've had Alan on the Cosmic Salon in the speakeasy and stuff, there has been weirding around him. So my friend, Alan, how are you? It's nice to have you on the obelisk with Jer and I. Yeah, thank you. I um, greatly appreciate you bringing me on your show and Hopefully I can bring something to the table. You always do. You bring it all and you always bring some woo. We love the woo. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about things going on right now, Alan. So for people that don't know, there was just some big weather. Alan's in Ohio and on the news of late, the Midwest has been making you know, taking all the glory with the tornadoes and all. And then, of course, Ohio has been taking all kinds of uh, hits with chemical trains, uh, everything. So kind of bring us into the loop. What's going on over there? Kind of boots on the ground stuff, Alan. Well, it's it's ironic about the train derailment because just literally like 15 to 20 minutes down the road from me, is where the second derailment happened just not too long after the first one in Palestine, Ohio. And that derailment was actually one of another one in the same year. So there was two in one year, just about 15, 20 minutes down the road from me. So there's just a constant stream of just um, hazards happening in the state Um Let's see, boots on the ground, I guess you could say that things are um, very divisive here in the state. Um, a lot of people have taken sides on various issues, and they're very vocal about it. Uh, ironically, though, a lot of their vocalization is programming. So there's a lot of people regurgitating talking points and side-taking and tribalism that doesn't really have a lot of free thought involved in it and a lot of free inquiry uh, beyond that. So it's, it's a very, very contested time frame here in Ohio. Uh, it's, it's, things are kind of going along uh, pretty, pretty okay beyond that. 
we are having a lot of shortages of various things in the supermarkets. Uh, there's no real, I guess you could say, rhyme or reason to what goes out of stock and why. It just seems to, quote unquote, happen all of a sudden, which, you know, we know is pretty much by design. And people be are very frustrated with it. There's a lot of in the job market area, I have a lot of people I know that work in many of the big box stores around the state, which is Myers and Kroger and uh, Walmart. And it's a very toxic environment all around. There's a lot of browbeating and very petty management that just is psychologically unhealthy and toxic to the employees. So there's a lot of people who are not working right now and they can't find people to work jobs because people are just fed up with being treated like garbage by these companies. And they are pretty much just treat people like, I mean, I hate to use the word slave, but just wage slaves. Um, they just don't really have any respect for a human dignity right now. And, uh, it's, it's shown in the numbers of people who are quitting and not coming back to jobs or they're not showing up in any shape or form. Not to mention the people who are dying suddenly. Yeah, that's an interesting little turn of events, isn't it? People around here are very, uh, well divided again when it comes to things like boosters and the shot itself people are still wearing one or two masks at the same time and are very paranoid they have gloves on some people are still wearing complete face shields i had one person at one of my jobs they I went to hand them something and they put their hands up in the air and backed away from me and walked all the way around me to get a basket for the store, which I had just put away myself and tried to hand to them. And it's like, well, I just wanted to hand it to you, but you didn't want it. And now I put it down and then you grab the same basket. So you're still getting the germs <laughs> that you were afraid of. So there's a lot of just really outrageously just paranoid uh, just delusional behavior surrounding the the quote unquote the great boogeyman the virus that still is out there. The uh, education system is there's a lot of some there's it depends on where you live but there was a lot of fighting amongst people about all the uh, degradation that ha degradation that happened with the youth and their ability to evolve as children due to the uh, pandemic problems that arose with masking children and shutting schools down. So there's a lot of contested anger about that because now they open everything back up like it's normal again and they want to act like they didn't do anything to these parents and the parents aren't having it. They're, they want these school board members removed. They want them to pay for what they did and how they turned everything into this circus. Yeah, and it really is a circus. At this point, it's so far 
into the crazy. Uh, it's uh, it's intriguing when we look at it just from say our old school eyes of the time before and looking at where we are today, right? The the trajectory from well, just from when you and I first started talking right before all this happened to now, you wouldn't recognize the world. Everything is crazy. What's going on with the Trump situation? What's going on with Russia and China and this kind of uh, gang, I, I don't know, it, reconfiguring of alliances around the realm, all the crazy stuff that's coming out of different areas of intel concerning what I believe is going to be a staged alien event. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. What are you thinking about the scope of all of this in the whole of the world, Alan? To me, it's you know, first and foremost, the, the world is kind of in a free fall right now. And it's due to compounded multifaceted reasons the warring powers of these countries and their just outright corrupt governments, and that includes our own. And I live in Fairborn, Ohio, which is where Wright Pat Air Force Base, a massively giant Air Force Base, is at, where supposedly the bodies from Roswell were bought and other bodies were bought from supposed alien crashes to this Air Force Base. It's so complex and has such many underground rooms and underground uh, hangars and everything like that. Uh, so it's just massive levels of anxiety and stress created for the public. They basically seek domination, control, resources, dictation. The war machine just churns out death and destruction. And it seems like we are locked into the what we would call the Asura Loka or the realm of the warring Titans. And they seek godlike power through domination. And you can tell that it's raised the stress levels and anxiety in everybody around the world, but that is also fed by 24 hour news streams that just pump out fear and intimidation constantly in their news uh, reels the wars and craving for control uh, is really just fear, terror, death, mutilation, famine, plague. It all it all happens in the wake of when they wage war and bring it to these various countries around the world right now. There's a lot of proxy wars that are happening with the bigger countries. We see China doing it in trying to make deals with India. We see them doing it in Africa right now and America doing it in various places also, especially Ukraine. Uh, this this type of domination and control is really, it's, it's something that is a part of a lot of the power structure that we see in large governments as well as small-time businesses or like I was saying before, it's very dominate, dominate, dominate the people under you and treat them like cattle. And that seems to be one way that they're behaving, as well as the CEOs of these large corporations that are just 
raping things in their wake as they move along through gathering profit and control. The um, controlling market creators of big business pollute and damage the environment, as we've seen in Palestine, in Clark County, and places that these derailments are happening, or there is oil wells that are leaking and pipelines that are leaking. And there's just so many pollutants that are pumped into the environment and the air that health and wellness are very on the brink of having an almost plague-like problem amongst the populations, especially in the U.S. And it's sickening because it's all by design. Uh, Big Pharma makes uh, probably trillions off of sickness that is never being healed from these diseases so that they're lifelong customers. And so there's just multiple levels that is coming after the population at large. Our human race is deep, and I mean really deep into addiction and craving right now. The media, uh, the salesmen of pleasure, materialism, adrenaline junkies, discontent, vanity, inner thirst, all create a mind and body slaves. The worst and most death-dealing addiction that we have right now is food. And that's because the meat, sugar, caffeine, dairy, eggs industry is pushing a lot of sickness with these GMO and uh, factory farm frankenfoods that are just creating like 11 out of the top 10 to top 12 killers is related to diet. And people are just rampantly running into obesity and sickness and diseases that we never really saw this level before in human history. And the highest degree of medicine in history that we have right now, we also have the highest degree of sickness alongside of it. So it's kind of counterintuitive. And again, it's all by design. There is this convert this, um, just combined effort, it seems, to destroy healthy, happy people. They are attacking traditionalism as evil, bad, and toxic, and all kinds of other buzzwords that they use to elicit negativity towards and demonizing people and beliefs that give hope and structure and grounding. Um, Men are being feminized and women are being told that they are not supposed to be feminine at all and not motherly and are supposed to be aggressive and And I mean this in like the negative content, not like the regular healthy level. It's just very toxic. Again, toxicity. The newest, this newest path that's been brought out is just polluting the spirit again by design to create unhappiness and weakness and slave mentality to the system that breeds chaos. And it really comes down to that the newest commodity seems to be divisiveness. Uh, The young are being targeted, too, it seems like, with sexual predatory beliefs, like pedophilia just being a sexual choice to sexualizing children before they're even in puberty. This This has happened a lot in schools. And what I've seen also on top of all this with the Um, sorry, just taking a drink. Uh, what I've seen in the paranormal field is uh, not very comforting. We see that paranormal activity, and especially 
ghosts or spirits or unbodied people are at a all-time high right now and people are having so many experiences with the paranormal and ghosts and hauntings that it just boggles the mind. I mean, everybody, it seems that I know of has been touched by the paranormal now and they've never had experiences before. And just all of a sudden there's just so many unbodied, embodied spirits that are wandering around and, and the problem is there's also inhuman things amongst us mixed into the mixed into the problem yes. and due and due to unfinished business or trauma or addiction or fear and pretty much a lack of direction for post living has led to this again like another plague level of the unbodied and many human inhuman things infest the spirit realm and feed on the living as well as the dead on top of that and we've noticed just this, I mean, just I can't say it enough, an uptick in the numbers of people writing to us and contacting us about they need their house cleansed. They have something in their house with them. They don't know how to get along with it. And there's just a lot of, I mean, a lot of problems that are just beyond the normal physical realm. But what I have also seen is there is a vein of hope as many people are coming back to the bigger boxed organized religious beliefs, there is structure, there's direction, there's actually getting answers to a lot of life questions that's not being had by the modern materialistic age. Spiritual experience is found for so many people in these age-old beliefs. And it's, it's really also many people are looking at these belief systems more even beyond the exoteric to the more esoteric and the systems like hesychasm, the silence movement, Sufism, Tantra, Kabbalah, and all these other esoteric traditions of the main box religions are resonated with a lot of people and they're finding and seeking answers in it. Heck, even the ancient beliefs of the pagan systems have had a resurgence and they're even building these large pagan um, housing houses that were used in the age-old BC era, and people are finding comfort in the old gods, shall we say, in the old ways of the nature-born religions. The alternative is more commonplace now, and is giving answers to an inner thirst not found in, like I said, the modern scientific culture, which has not kept pace with our spiritual needs. Um, we are seeing that the more modern idea that evil is just a psychological thing is not answering people's questions. And we see a lot more, well, entertainment and media that's focused on things like exorcisms and what the church is dealing with, because people are finding that just thinking that evil is somehow just all in the mind is not resonating with them. They don't find that giving them the answers to these horrific things that they witness and what they see in their own lives. So there's really a coming back to a more traditional 
view towards the world because these age-old beliefs actually have answers in them. And I guess that's kind of a roundabout coverall, I think, of what I've kind of noticed of things going on. As always, Alan, awesome. <laughs> so <clears throat> I wanted to chime in here. I saw just this month they're going, they've announced now, I don't know where it was at the NIH. I, I've, I look at so much stuff every day, but they are definitely going ahead with uh, vaccine the meat supply in America. Yes. And so I that's this month. And so I've been trying to, I, I and this is one of the psychic hits, you know, it's like a lot of people are like, this is going to come for sure. This is going to come for sure. So it is, it is, it is real and it's going to be happening. And I find this a terrifying idea. Now we know that they've been toying with this idea with food for a long time with potatoes and, and lettuce and it seems like they love the the nightshades, uh, the potatoes and tomatoes and stuff. But now the meat. And so this is very interesting in that there's a huge, I guess, resurgence of meat eating recently. And I'd say in the at least last year, a lot of vegetarians I know, a lot of Vegans I know are now meat eaters. I know a lot of people are pushing it. It's all the different versions of it are happening. And it's just, I watch the collective. So this has definitely been a trend. It's been on trend. And now that they're introducing Vax Meat, and of course at the Cosmic Salon, I'm always pushing people to get with local uh Get with their local folks. So if you don't have Amish, go to the markets and and get with the local people that are producing quality, um, you know, happily raised animals that are not vaxxed and 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 living terrible lives and poison to all hell. But most people buy their meat in the shops and in the market, the like grocery store, I guess, and that's where these will be featured. So what are your thoughts on that? <clears throat> well, the meat, the meat industry is really um, a very poisoning uh, by design again, uh, industry. I mean, even things like chicken is laced with arsenic and various things to give it color. Meat is colored they don't have the natural coloration that it has once it's been harvested because they want it to look a certain red way under lights. So there's things added to it to make it look pink and quote unquote fresh. We see that the chickens are bred to where they are filled, filled with sickness and disease as well as cows are as well as in the dairy industry there's pus that is comes in with the milk. There is somatic or it's called somata something or other, but it's basically pus. And because these cows are having udder disease, um, and I don't mean yes. like UTT, but I mean UDD, udder disease, yes. because they're being pushed and pushed and pushed 
to this unnatural level of production just they're like not they're, letting them rotate they're nope, you know <laughs> it just they just constantly are just breeding them just non-stop and not giving them a chance to rest I mean, if you can imagine a woman just being, you know, forced to give birth and then right away get pregnant again, just baby after baby after baby, it's just going to just really wear on the body after a while. And these poor animals, they're really suffering badly. And that, of course, creates hormones of terror and fear that lace the meat. And it brings about a very unhealthy diet for people that ingest it because they're taking in those hormones. We see that the cattle industry with things like um, um, antibiotics as well as growth hormones to again create more and more and more meat for harvesting and all that is is in the meat and is given to people. So they're getting growth and antibiotics and the antibiotics are so strong that they are causing problems in normal human beings to where they're having an immunity to the antibiotics because of it being used so much in their system so that when they do get sick and ill and they try to use antibiotics, it's not working. And so their immune system is being attacked because of it. And we see that this is on the rise now with with the, 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 the thing about people going back to eating meat that really comes down to a, a problem of um, somewhat convenience for some people because we have such a on-the-go, on-the-run society that people are having troubles finding more healthier alternatives to their diet as opposed to the drive through poisoning factories of these fast food fast death places that have their wares on sale from from corner to corner in every in every city that we have no matter how small the city is and it's also out of tradition many times people feel like they are being um kind of centered out when it comes to things like holiday meals, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a lot of disinformation is put out there that makes it seem like these Franken foods that they're creating are just the healthy alternative and it's good for the diet or the so-called SAD, the American diet, which I think SAD is a perfect an acronym for it. And I just really the, the health of people is being poisoned again with the very sustenance that gives us life. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, I've been watching this slowly and it's almost to the point where there's nothing I can get at a normal grocery store that I feel comfortable with. And that's a sad situation because, you know, it, uh, what do you do? And, you know, I'm a believer in, in, of course, local shopping and all that. Right. But but also it's not always easy farmers markets tend to be um you know there lots of crowds because everyone's trying to get better quality and i don't know i just see like what i do see here's the good side of what i see alan is i see that there is definitely two two societies 
And there's the society like us where we're going to, we look for the better quality stuff and we're going to support the better quality stuff. And there's the rest, the others that don't care what it is. And they're all part of that. And, and so we will create this kind of counter culture of healthful stuff, not just food, but just healthful stuff in general. And that's the good side and it's necessary and it's been necessary for a very long time. However, it's not going to be without a lot of discomfort getting there. And I think for me, I'm noticing that because there is just basically nothing at the grocery store I buy anymore. I, I, I buy hardly any produce anymore produce i don't i never buy meat i will eat meat here and there especially if i know the source um it's usually you know chicken and um seafood stuff but i i just i'm so cautious of it all now and here's the here's the thing that makes it trickier is where i'm at growing seasons have shortened because it's generally cooler at least in where I am, I used to be able to grow tomatoes here, but I don't have long enough summers. Now, some of these people around me say they do. I don't know what's different between my yard and theirs, but, uh, and corn, I used to be able to grow corn. All I get is moldy corn and I'm from Iowa, the corn state. I do know. Um, and, and then my grandpa was a farmer. So I know a thing or two about corn and it's just not long enough season here. I do see corn growing out here. It's never like knee high by the 4th of July, but it does seem to be successful in some places in general, though, everything has been crazy. Like the cherry blight here in the last few years, because it's been too moist and I could just go on and on with, I guess the sorrows of trying to grow your own food. And I can't help but think, and you know, I'm woo minded that everything is being set up to make it damn near impossible for us to try and find healthful ways to eat and be. It's like, it's becoming hard, very hard to do that. Yeah. The system, they, they, they definitely want the system to take over and be literally the controlling mode of just about everything that we have to sustain ourselves as a society. They want it to be in their dominion and their control and what they put out. Uh, I remember the, I remember lately the, the scare that happened where so many people are talking about, they want people to eat bugs and they, it, it hasn't really come to fruition yet, but there was such an, uh, an outrage and outcry by people that, I mean, I don't know if it caused it to be, they took it back or whatever, but it, I mean, there, there's even trying to introduce new modes of, poisoning into the system for people's food choices we see that you know famine is something that doesn't need to really happen but the problem is many and i mean a large extent of some of these bumper crops are raised for livestock feed and it's not going to the people that really need the whole foods for their for their healthy um, for their healthy diet because they want to 
sell them the byproduct of harvesting these foods with what they create and put into the system that is making people ill, which of course in turn brings more money to the doctor industry, to the medical industry, to the pharmaceutical industry. So you almost have to think it's like a combined conspiracy altogether. I mean, we use the word conspiracy, but it's like, it's gotten so blatant now you almost, it's, you have to really come up with something wild for it to be a conspiracy anymore because it all ends up being true. I know, I know. Jerry, were you going to say something? Yeah, it's not conspiracy theory. It's wisdom of the crowd. Yeah. I think. I, I think. <clears throat> so, so kind of with all this, I wanted to I wanted to big a big shout out to the old ways because you know that's my my gig with everything and the deeper into this we get the further back I go with my ways uh and the more I can become analog the happier I am and I've been making steps towards that consistently here for a while it's funny because at one point I was completely off grid and off road. And that was fabulous. Uh, circumstances weren't there for it to be my lifestyle beyond what it was, but it, it's a goal. So when we're looking at the woo of it, Alan, and I want to kind of tap into you being a Sifu, which is uh, a, a great honor in, in your tradition. It's, a big deal. And I was so happy when you actually finally made that after how many decades? <laughs> Two, three decades. I don't even know how long it took. Four, you. Four, dec four decades. Four decades to make Sifu. I mean, it's not given out. It's not, no, no shade towards other traditions of martial arts, but the, it's more difficult to get that title in Kung Fu and uh, it's, it's just, I don't know. I was just so very proud of you anyway. So when you look at this spiritually from your perspective, this does look like it's all part of a greater clockwork, right? There's something that feels, I don't know, unavoidable and uh, predestined or a checkpoint in time where this whole situation is so out of bounds, it's so over the top, it's so cartoon that for people that are actually tracking any of this, I think most people's heads are exploding when you're, when you're watching everything happen. And so for me, it does seem like a big spiritual situation's going down. And I am deeply in that vein of thought. So I'm curious where your thinking is when it comes to this greater overture going on spiritually. Well, it's really a contortion of the spiritual engine, shall we say, of the whole societies at large. It's about draining them of their chi. It's about corrupting the chi so that it's able to be fed upon by beings and people that are embracing the yin of the Tao 
the negative dark side of the Tao and are basically parasites. And there is a lot of parasitical energy that is existing right now that is attaching itself to people in many aspects of their lives. And it really comes down to a spiritual warfare that is taking place that plays itself out in psychological, social measures, but is really has an undercurrent to it of, I guess you could use a term demonic activity. <clears throat> and it's basically people, again, just feeding on their victims and using them as a battery that they just drain. And I see this in people that come to me for instruction where they want to learn energy building exercises because they just feel like they're drained all the time. And when we start, when I start training them, they feel almost an immediate release to where they come to class drained. And even though we're working out by the time they're done, they're just full of energy and full of life and they're ready to just go take on the world and they take those skills home with them and then they can hopefully adapt that into their overall lifestyle as well as helping their family out as well i'm more than happy to see people pass what i give to them on to their husbands or wives or children or family members or extended family or heck even tell their friends about it i instruct people gosh um germany um alaska um chicago just just all over the place uh various places in ohio so people are seeking out education in these and to me, the the martial arts and these energy building and energy working exercises that deal with the chi, to me, it's a spiritual endeavor in the underbody of everything that goes on. It's not just about health. It's about total overall health of the body, mentally, physically, and spiritually, because Everything extends from the spirit in the body and in the mind being a vehicle for the spirit and what affects the body affects the spirit and it does suffer through this vessel. And so if we make it healthier, we make it better, we then fight off this infection, shall we say, that is being put upon everybody from sources that are very unclean <clears throat> and people are really wanting to seek out these traditions now and change their overall lifestyle and approach to everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, so here's another thing that, that came out recently. <clears throat> so not that long ago, they were taught there was all this coming out about trees having, um, I guess, neurons and, and all that. And trees yeah and the but, screaming though is that what you're talking about well with trees it was separate from what i'm talking about now is the plants yeah. yeah 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 yes so the tree thing was different because they had come out and said they have something similar but totally different than our nervous systems but it was similar and uh now i think in the last I don't even know really soon. I just saw this recently. They are now 
saying that plant life has a language and an intelligent language. And now we all remember the book from back in the day, the lives of plants and all this, but science now is coming into the know of this. And they've recorded that even your house plants, they, they put off clicks and stuff and it's as loud as our voice, but it's out of our range to hear it. And, and that when they're in distress, they can, like dozens of times in an hour and they were describing it like clicks. We, you get to hear it. There are videos out there. It sounds like clicking and it sounds like an African language. And so one of those clicking languages and when they are in distress, they throw out more clicks, but they're also in the paper I read, there seems to be an interaction of course, between them and I was wondering, what are your thoughts on that? Because I believe that the natural world is going to step up here and start to be very, uh, how should I say it, vindictive. Now, I think most of the crazy weather we're seeing, there's a lot of it that we can attribute to, of course, whatever the sun is, the solar activity. There's a lot of it that I definitely see as manipulation from the hidden hand, from governments using uh, high tech or um, trying to blame it on aliens is using their technology. But in the end, Mama Earth is actually, I think, going to have the last laugh here, Alan. And I think that part of what's going on in the unveiling of these uh, bits of information that all of us Earth people already know, that there's a language amongst plants, there's a language amongst mycelium, There's a there are languages in the natural world that are happening. And we have just been it's out of our, our range of hearing for some people. I believe we can tune into it and you know that. But now that we're seeing, and here's where the punchline comes in, now there is allegedly sickness that can be transmuted from fungi to humans. So there's, you know, pull up the Last of Us series with the cordyceps and all this. And so... There was also a movie, and I think Jerry, I can't remember, somebody brought it to light where nature turned against people and started. The I think it was called The Happening. Yes. And so this is starting to look like it is a possibility in the mix of everything that Mama, Mama Earth, that nature might actually be coming to get some of this situation cleaned up. What are your thoughts on all this? Well, two things. First off, there's a there was an, an experience that happened in this area to where there was an uptick in the population of the animals that feed upon the um, the plant life in the area. They're grazers. And there was an uptick in the population and they were just eating these plants bare. And they then found a bunch of these animals all of a sudden were dead and they couldn't figure out what happened. But then they followed the chain of events. And what they found out was that 
these plants were communicating with each other and they were telling them that, look, in this area where I am as a plant, these animals are devouring all of my leaves and they're killing me. And so they told the other plants what was going on. And these plants all of a sudden evolved to create toxins in their body that end up poisoning these animals that try to eat their leaves. And we also see that Mother Nature really, if, if the planet wanted to, I would say give it a day and it could wipe us completely off the earth. I mean, with winds and tornadoes, monsoons, rains, mudslides, earth slides, avalanches, earthquakes, volcanoes, tsunamis. I mean, there's just so many things that could happen that could basically just obliterate the human population and wipe our cities off the map that there's going to be a reckoning sooner or later if, if things do not change. And the sickening part is you have three levels to this. You have people who are aware of Mother Nature and try to live in sync with it the best that they possibly can. Then you have the sheeple or the more just herd mentality of people that just go along with whatever's convenience and that's creating more pollutants and more degradation and more um, garbage and more pollution and then you have the people at the top who are creating the system that is creating the pollution that is poisoning mother earth and she's going to come against the human population sooner or later. I think it's going to be just out of the out of nowhere. We're really going to see something that is happening and people are not going to have an understanding of why it is, except the people in the one category that are in tune with Mother Nature are going to be like, ah, I expected this to happen. Yeah, this is this seems you know, to me, it seems logical, but I have a deep relationship with nature and um, and have fought to have that relationship in damn near every place I've lived because I always have people in, in towns I live turning me in because they don't like that I don't have grass. They don't like that I let the woods grow up around my house. I have I have fought this battle for decades and uh, and and just generally, I don't like people that turn me in because I don't like grass. So it's mutual. But um, I like natural grasses. I don't like turf and I don't like turf culture. So and I, I'm just not going to apologize for that. So. I have a relationship with nature. I actually have a deep relationship with nature where I feel like I'm having real clear communication with the nature around me. And it shows if you have been in my space, I go outside and, and hundreds of birds are always swarming around me because they're living in a happy place. And, you know, the chickadees and the finches and all this and, you know, I've got fox living in the yard and all this stuff. It's a happy place where I live. And I think that is because of my relationship with earth. And I'm never trying to overrun the process. Uh, and, and in the process, I'm gifted with medicine and, and food and shelter and protection by the elementals 
outside my cottage and it's a real tangible thing. It's not woo woo. And so this becomes a situation again, looking at like what Robert Stanley's talking about, which we just had last week on the speakeasy uh, in Star Wars talk, like the good side and the bad side. Now, I don't care what you think about all that, like the as far as the um, force and what Robert was saying was it doesn't matter what religion, what race, what gender, whatever it is, there is this duality in this space and there is, there's evil and there's good. And you can, you can claim every which way you want that, I don't know. I mean, at this point, Alan, I'm getting kind of militant in some of this stuff, but I just feel like I understand what is against nature and I understand what is working with nature. And nature is my bar right now that I'm working with. And I'm trying to see and guide myself according to nature and the natural laws out here, which are rather chaotic. So it's a, it's almost an exercise in chaos and that's how it's working for me. And it's really easy for me to discern the synthetic, if you will, from the organic. But what is happening is we are being taken over at this time by what appears to be the synthetic or the digital world. And that is including in all these uh, therapies that people are taking, these genetic therapies, what they're doing to the food source, whether we're talking about seeds or for the people that eat meat to all the way up to the meat. And I would like to remind everyone that humans are on the food chain and they are not at the top. Uh, other humans eat humans. That's a fact of this realm. And so, and then there are non-humans that's deep woo. But this is where I'm at with this, Alan, is that I think it's time, at least for me, that we start making a stand in our personal lives about this stuff and stop being wishy-washy about where we stand because what's happening now is an a revealing on a whole different level and everyone's going to be seen for what they are so you might as well stand in your glory this is how i feel what are you thinking excuse me as i take a drink sorry give me a second no you're you're 100 correct that you know, it's 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 one thing to face evil and be like, oh, you're evil. Obviously, I you know, you're what I'm against because you are a corrupting force. And then you have the the other problem, which is the people that just have no self-will or determination and are just led like a Pied Piper by these people, like for instance people that turn you in for your yard being natural they don't even understand their yard they're raising an actual weed in their yard and they think that things like flowers are weeds they want to destroy things like <laughs> dandelions when they appear in their yard which is 
dandelions are like the first things that these pollinators go to in the spring. And people are trying to destroy that as much as possible to have this synthetic manicured lawn. They don't even know why they're doing it because it was created as a form of dictating um, conformity going back to the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. And before that, it wasn't this type of thinking, but it's been pushed through the media and pushed through the programmers of the media to where people just ingest it like they do these poisonous foods and they just became incredibly unhealthy on a spiritual level. And then they become nasty, they become aggressive, they become negative, and they try to take that out on people around them that they feel are positive people like yourself or myself, for instance, they want to destroy the happiness that you actually have and the natural flow that you follow. They want to attack it. They become the unwinning slaves to these masters that they don't even realize have collars around their necks. Well, it's in its it's deepening because what looks to me, you know, I mean, anyone that's paying attention to anything I'm saying, I, I believe we have been in a takeover and uh, that the human body. So when I say human now, I actually just mean our avatars because I think, and you know this about me, that we are so much more than, than our avatars and these bodies and the junk DNA has never been junk DNA. What a bullshit thing to say. What a bullshit thing to put forward is something so completely ridiculous is calling anything in our genetic structure as junk. It, it's ridiculous. And, um, and the whole abnormal aspect of science and psychology has done nothing but wreak havoc in the world as far as trying to get everyone into a state of conformity and into a state of uniform sounds like a slave culture. And also not only that, a, uh, a militaristic, a military of sorts. Now all militaries aren't just about fighting, but they are about conformity and control and enforcing that conformity and control. And so this is this is what's so crazy to me with this whole situation. And what I'm looking at is that it looks to me, Alan, like we've reached a tipping point of whatever's invading this space. Uh, we have moved away from what we consider colloquially human beings being the normal things walking around here like us to these sociopathic narcissistic psychopathic beings that are not like us uh and and normalizing them because they are walking around and they look like us but they're they're not the same as us they don't even and the ones that are intelligent don't even want to be like us they they think we're as crazy as we are and i only need to point you to um Tudor's HD Tudor's channel, and he goes into it with a lot of eloquence, by the way. And so this is where we are. I think we've reached the tipping point. We're past it. I look out at society every day when I'm out there. Uh, and fortunately, I'm not out there 
is that much, but it's looking more psychopathic, more sociopathic, more less empathy, um, more uh, violence, more all of these qualities that are just appalling to anyone that has a sense of love, art, and beauty and emotion in their experience of reality. Yeah, I mean, they, they really are... Um... They really are becoming the drones, shall we save, of a hive mind. And they are have been manipulated on so many fronts to their, you know, beautiful original human nature, which is beyond this body, beyond just the physically flesh experience that it's been turned into a they've been weaponized. And it is to create conformity to where it's almost like a fascist transhumanism. And they want to, and by transhumanism, I mean not just adding wetware to your brain or, you know, android cyborg. I mean, it's about manipulating and contorting the human spirit into what they want and how they want to rule human beings in this world. And they themselves are... I mean, if you could look at these people through, like, let's say a lens that saw like a literal physical manifestation of what these people are like, I think we would see things that are laced with just darkness and blackness and tendrils and just really a sick, contorted monster of human beings that they don't even realize how far along they have been perverted. But people are so complacent and lazy because of the way the system has programmed them they don't want to wake up i mean you teach people something like diaphragmatic breathing and that literally changes their whole life because it grounds them if you look at the military what they do is they unroot people they tell people suck in your gut stick out your chest which raises your center of gravity up so you're not grounded and it raises your breathing to a shallow breathing level and so that you're not being grounded. And that's because they don't want grounded people in these organizations. They want people that they can turn into their drones and program them the way that they want so that they don't have resistance from them. So... <clears throat> What so I'm gonna kind of Jerry? Did you have something? I think I heard you. No. Um. There's so much here. There's so much here. So one of the things that is is looking apparent to me. I'm gonna take us to the political realm with all this in mind because we're building. Is so we see what's going on with the Trump drama here. Now, let's just just look at the United States. Right. And this is we're in unprecedented, unprecedented territory. I don't care how you feel about Trump. I just don't care about I'm not you, Alan, just anyone. I don't care when if we could just talk about this like it's a reality TV, because that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and we've got one of the masters and that's Trump playing it and uh, you know i've got to tell you i'm a fan favorite of his because i do think he's entertaining in fact it all looks like right now what's going on is uh like old school wrestling stuff you'd see you know 
right? <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's like you're seeing it like Trump's speech. I don't know if it was last night or whenever, you know, it just felt like one of those wrestling things with Randy Savage. I'm going to I'm coming for you, Hulk, and all this. And um, if you can, I think if people can get actually into that mindset, they might find it more enjoyable. It tells me a lot how triggered people are. And I hate using that word. I shouldn't. Uh, I just clocked myself, but how emotionally tied in people are. But then look at sports culture. People are like that in general, in mass and more, you know, in the United States is really um, has a, has really grown up on that culture since the 50s. And so you know, they really are just diehard fans of one side or the other, and they'll double down. And so where we are now is in, in, in crazy land. We've been in crazy land, but now we've dipped another layer lower, especially in light of all the absolutely heinous stuff that's attached to that person that calls himself Biden and his family that is all out there in the open for anyone to see. And then we've seen all this stuff come at Mr. Trump that not much of it has stuck because there was just no there there, but it's still this kind of hysteria by any means necessary. And so what this is cluing to me is that all hands are on deck to create this gigantic diversion of what the big play is going to be. And so if we look at what's going on kind of around in pop culture, the big play seems to be the Von Braun card because everywhere, and I, Amy Dean, I just did this on the prima donnas with our the alien invasion of it all, is that it's been seeded into the culture, but it's all of a sudden everywhere now. It's it's inescapable, all the alien stuff, all the sky stuff, all this stuff in fashion, all this, of course, all the series and sci-fi stuff, but the fashion shows are really serving it, the fashion weeks and um, celebrities. And I don't care how people feel about all those people. They are actually players, they're pawns in in the realm outside to show you how the masses are eating, what they're eating, they're feeding them it, and how it plays down on the street level, which really affects most people if you consider that some of this will come to your door. And uh, and if it's not, well, you're living in a really great space because right now you can't really trust the food and you can't trust so much stuff. So that's at your door. Um so what are you thinking about this as a big play with the political stuff going on here, Ellen? Well, it really comes down to divisiveness again, to where they just are creating this dichotomy of these pitting people against each other. And there's this great comic strip where it shows these two guys standing in like a sports memorabilia store. And they're looking at these various tables. And the one guy picks up one flag that has a team on it. You know, they're, they're talking amongst themselves. And they, one guy picks up one flag and he's like, huh. And the other guy picks up another flag and he's like, huh. And the other guy looks at him and he goes, God, look at that asshole. You know, and it's like because he just all of a sudden now he's on the other team. And so he wants to fight him. 
and it is about confrontation. It's about battling and, and aggressiveness and violence, and it is pitting people against each other. And we're seeing this <clears throat> really when it comes to, and of course, I don't know how we, I mean, you know, these people that are doing these mass shootings, I mean, you want to talk about something that could be a tool of the system to bring about fear and mistrust. And basically it looks like you end up having people in the end talking about it that are political leaders. They end up getting their nose involved in it and they end up wanting to divide people along lines of, do you believe in gun this or gun that or mental health this, mental health that? And they're trying to cause a dissension between people. And it seems like no one's giving like a holistic, calm, rational, controlled answer. It's always emotional manipulation, emotional reactionaryism. Uh, well, with, the, with the alien thing, I mean, I think you're right. I think that's going to be, I mean, they're, they're, what was it called? Project Blue Beam, I think it was. I mean, they are, they're really gearing up. I mean, with, with what their availability is with technology, what they can do. I don't think people realize they can make people think, well, they can make people, a large crowd of people think they're having a religious experience and it's just a hologram. Um, and I mean, to, to, to talk about how far this alien agenda gets into our culture, the Catholic Church actually has a part of it that is dedicated to studying alien life that they view is part of the creator if not an aspect of the creator they actually have a telescope in an area that they've created that is used to study foreign life off this planet and the anacronym for the the anacronym for the large telescope is lucifer and they there's a book that came out called i think it was exo vaticana and it basically talks about the, how the Catholic Church is really a alien worshiping cult. <laughs> I mean, at, at the at the deeper level with the the inner circles of it, as opposed to just your normal everyday average person, but they could be a, brought along for the ride as well if they were manipulated emotionally enough through holograms or through science and technology. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah, so the Lucifer Telescope is an interesting thing. That came out around the same time, like right, I want to say about a year before the eclipse in 2017 or 20, whenever the hell that was, 2017. Was it 2017? Yes, 2017. God, that was six years ago. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, they've since changed the name, but that was the same year that uh, uh, Brother Guy Constantine Manio, I think his name is. Remember that guy? Got uh, appointed as head of astronomy at the Vatican. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. And he was giving a lecture in a church the same day as the eclipse. <clears throat> in, <clears throat> in the town I was going to go to, which I forget the name of. It was, in, it was like one of the apex points to see the eclipse in the States. Tennessee or Kentucky. I don't remember. Anyway. 
Yeah, but they changed the name. That was my whole point. They changed the name of Loose Fork from all the pushback. I forget what it's called now. Well, see, the thing is, they it doesn't... Of course they were going to change the name. It just needed to be out enough that it was put in the public square. That's a big deal with magic. The public square has always been a big deal or the or the mm, circle or mm. wherever. And so the fact that they did that and then redacted it is is interesting. And um, um I always uh, thought sorry. Carry on. No, no carry on. No, no, no. <clears throat> Didn't uh Ben brought up uh uh, something called Satan that's out there, satellite or a telescope, or remember that? Oh yeah, what was that? Mm-hmm. I can't remember at I this can't, moment. I don't <laughs> want the Satan antella, antenna system. I'm googling it here. It's a satellite automated tracking antenna. Satan. <laughs> uh, of course, it's tracking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. It's, it's, yeah. So, you know, this is this is all part of this bigger play. And it's, you know, again, I think it's important to remember the I guess the 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 game board, the realm in which we are in. And it is one of certain amount of duality, uh, ones and zeros, etc. Male, female, night, day. I mean, that's that's kind of the thing here. Right. And so we see it within the magic systems. We see it in the all of all of the great i don't want to say great all of the box religions have some aspect of it and and then the demonization of anything that's come into sync uh where the two and it's part of the whole alchemical process but where you know where the two become one and the third becomes the fourth etc it's all that kind of magical thinking that some people may not know, but others do. And so where I'm going with this is in the end, what I'm, what I am personally seeing. And this is something I think a lot of people are seeing. Alan, you and I've talked about this, but it's only becoming more clear to me now. This is a genociding. This is a harvest. This is a great cleanse. And not only that, the greater war here is on the womb, the actual real womb in real women. No disrespect to people that don't have wombs, including men that identify as men. Uh, and so the the thing here that becomes very interesting for me, Alan, is looking at this genocide and looking at the war on the womb, the natural womb, not the synthetic ones that they're bringing forward is that to me is the great portal. Those are the stargates. And there's been a concerted effort to somehow eradicate that as we got deeper into, as we go deeper into this new horizon that is being presented to us and really we're being herded into it. If And for people that can't see that we're being herded into it, I don't know what to say. I mean, are you, are you real? And, um, and so with this, I think that every step, forward is 
is taking us closer to the slaughterhouse. And that's why what I said earlier with this is the time when we start to maybe get off the fence a little and start understanding what are we actually aligned with individually? Because the process here in the end, whether people want to, in my opinion, believe this or not, is an individual process. Psychologically, we are all walking amongst our own psyche. Everything around us is a reflection of our own psyche. And in this process, we are encountering the collective unconscious in a deeper way. Now, some people may want to call the collective unconscious God or whatever interface they need with that. But what's going to happen in this revealing, which is a genocide, a great harvest, is that we become consciously aware so that which is in the dark will come to the light, but I don't think most people are prepared to see what has been lurking in their own worlds, in their own homes, in their own heads all these years. What do you think, Alan? Yes, I think that the harvesting is a perfect example and word for it. Um, I think if you go back to what you said about the junk DNA, quote unquote, I think if we look at people that control the process of birth and the process of the human genetics being created, formed, grown, and, and birthed, I think if they get control and more than they already have right now, I think we're seeing that a lot of that aspect of our genetic makeup is going to be used for something. I'm not sure what, if it's going to transhumanistic evolve us into something to a different species or something that's more easily controlled by them. If you go back to some of the theories of like the ancient astronaut theory, you know, we were genetically modified in the first place. And so a lot of our DNA is there for a reason. And I think if you control the population, the female population, that have the ability to give life, you're going to control life itself. So I think you're, I think you're spot on with that. Yeah, definitely. So do, do you see when you look out around you, some of this, do, do you see, I guess I'm asking you if you're noticing this kind of targeting of, of the womb and um, so that does bring in a lot of touchy subjects, a touch, tough subject matter for a lot of people, which I just don't care anymore. Um, and, and it's, it's just what I'm seeing. And part of how I'm seeing this is looking at the clown nature and what's being forced upon us, what we cannot criticize or talk about in open public without being um, controlled in some way, how our literature and arts are being forced to change, how uh, people are being criminalized for uh, participating in open discussions such as this. Those are agendas 
that are not for a free and open people. Those are agendas of control. Those are agendas of total control, which is worse than just control. And those ultimately are showing me that the agenda is definitely attack, attacking what appears to be the womb. I mean, I can't make it any more clear. I see, all I see is, is girls being attacked and they're, they're not even aware of how brain controlled, how mind washed they are. And I'm a supporter of, of the real LGBT community. And so it's not about that. It's about this engine that's happening. And I think the less we're allowed to talk about it, the more we should talk about it. And one of my friends, and he may be out there, um, has mentioned to me that, you know, so I'm trying to look at it from all sides. So I understand the the fight of being heard and being um, trying to everyone to have equal rights. We need that. That's, of course, an obvious. But at the same time, that should apply. Everyone should have equal rights, equal rights to speak their mind, equal rights to not like a motherfucker, equal rights to to fart in public. I mean, at this point, when when the joke of a decade ago about being taxed on on flatulence and cows farting is now a reality. That was a joke. That was a fucking joke a, a decade ago. And here we are in this world. And then when you see how rabid some of these people are with controlling your thoughts by controlling your voice, and if you don't capitulate, they are trying to re-educate you, just like all the bullshit that happened in the 1980s. My, um, my what I call my gay husband, uh, Michael from Iowa, he was one of these people. He was he knew he was gay. He always knew he was gay. And he's a gold star fag, everyone. So he's never had pussy. I'm on fire tonight. Um, and so they his family was so religious. They put him through re-education Christian camp to to pray the gay out of him. Now, come on. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. I'm so tired of all this, Alan. And of course, he's still he's out loud and proud and he was his whole life you can't pray something like that out of someone and so what we're seeing with the agenda that goes on is that we're being shut down by people that have been brain controlled mind washed by these non-humans to take the knee for anything trans now so it's like you can't speak up against transhumanism you can't speak up about what they're trying to tell us are, are, are transsexuals, which, you know, I'm sorry. In when I'm seeing what I'm seeing are not transsexuals. I know real transsexuals. I've been lifelong friends with transsexuals. These people are not. And, uh, and they're coming at everyone violently. And then this, this all was born of Gen X creating these safe spaces for their kids. And this is where we're at. And the attack is that through the foods, through the air, through uh, indoctrination in schools and in collective societies where you're being told 
that if you're if you're a boy and you're leaning towards a sissy side that you're a you're you might be a girl well what happened to all the sissy boys i love the sissy boys what happened to all the butch lesbians they're out there they talk to me they're still there and so come this is it's ridiculous we're at a point where it's ridiculous and it's obviously an agenda and this goes with the whole race baiting too i mean this is where we are but what i'm seeing is young girls are being put on puberty blockers and they're rendered sterile and i'm more worried about the wombs than anything because that's what looks like it's under attack and then of course we've got all of our new world of um you know cyber ready dolls for people to marry and stepford wives via the perfect transsexual and um, and then wombs will just be a harvesting center somewhere where you can use CRISPR technology to have your perfect little baby. And I think it all looks like an agenda and none of it looks natural to me. Definitely. Um, like I said, it's, it's about divisiveness. And when you have people at each other's throats, who is it that that swoops in and says, I've got the answer to the problem all of a sudden, everybody? It's the person who, you know, um, they have the answer for a problem that's not there. And that they're they're pushing that answer, like you said, with this transhumanism, it's it that's being attacking the human body on many fronts at the same time, which is which is why it's just overwhelming the population that people don't know what to defend against because they're being attacked on so many fronts. They just don't, it, people don't have the psychological defense mechanism when you have like six or seven different fronts coming at a human population to see where the heck the enemy is because their enemy is so overarchingly controlling of the system itself that is able to attack you on various areas at the same time with like dual dueling fronts and you're right about the womb thing with the puberty blockers i mean we we saw females were being manipulated physically in the early gosh um well it really came about in the 80s where they were talking about um a monarchy coming about early because of hormones that were in the meat so we see that even the females have been their bodies have been manipulated going back 40 50 years ago and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse as time's going on and now you have literally like you said a, a girl i mean whatever happened to tomboys you know i i love tomboys you know, now it's like, oh, well, we need to chop your breast off and take these puberty blockers. It's like, wait a minute, she just likes to work on cars or, or whatever. I mean, whatever generic, you know, image you have of them. But now it's all of a sudden you got to go to the extreme every time. It seems that everything is just on like fuel, when it comes to thinking, there's just no middle ground. There's no rational, just calm, you know, let me be who I want to be. I don't want to say I'm this or that yet. And I don't want to be told that I'm only this or that. Right. It's, it's this whole thing of, I mean, 
Oh man, it's collectivism. It, it's, so f- it's Marxism. It's you yeah. have to be part of a group, and if you cannot be defined by that group, you're uh, an outlier and need to be dealt with. Well, and we saw this. We saw this in China. I've studied China for a long time now, and you saw this with the quote-unquote re-education ch- camps and the uh, shaming sessions. It's exactly the same thing over again going on in the United States, and people have sent out the clarion call of this communist manifestation in our culture, and people are like, oh, you're just being, you know, that's a that's a conspiracy, and it's like, well, no, they're literally, if you study China, the exact same thing is happening, and it led to 100 million deaths and the complete destruction of the whole culture of China that they're trying to bring back around again, but they're finding that they don't have it anymore they actually obliterated it off the planet and we see this with this happened with martial arts they fled the country and went to other countries to find freedom to continue simply practicing martial arts they were actually viewed as reactionaryism and they were massacred and executed mm-hmm. and we see what became of that look i mean Look at the shortage, uh, at least what we're shown with some of these policies there, you know, the population's in decline. So just since just since the this whole fiasco we've gone through, birth rates are really down birth atrocities that some women are going through. I know women. I personally know women that can't seem to give birth now. They can't seem to give birth. They keep having miscarriage after miscarriage. And this is concerning. Like, really, my voice here is I'm concerned for this situation. And I don't care what people identify as. That's your own business, not my business. It it, it was never. Listen, I walked around as a freak and was treated like that my whole life. You know what it did? It gave me it gave me grit. It gave me an ability to go inward and think about the world. It gave me an ability to understand the beauty of being different and separate and understanding that I could love myself for my differences and not make everyone bend to my will. Make everyone change their life and beliefs because I might feel uncomfortable. What a ridiculous idea that is. It is definitely not a society. If you are that feeling, if you are that hurt and always offended and triggered, go the fuck to the woods and leave everyone else alone. This is, (laughs) it's ridiculous, Alan. And you can tell I'm impassioned by this because what I see is not going to be corrected. There is going to be a very bad ending to this. And at some point, people need to start standing up and talking more about it. Because the more they start throwing laws at us that we can't talk about this, that this could put us in jail, that the, and, and, and all these fines and stuff, and we capitulate to that. Well, this is this is like a prelude to a kiss. This isn't even the kiss. It's going to get bad. And we need to start having these discussions and be 
radical in the idea of speaking up against an agenda that's trying to mow us over and genocide us, or a better term for that is democide us, because what I see is it's the uh, the the people in power. And I don't know what happens to good people when they get into the big house, but something happens and it's really evident. Obviously, it's all a big show and good people go in and end up in the big show. So something's going on there. And when we look at the decline in birth rates, it's and the records are out there right now. I'm not making this up. People can go look at the these statistics. We need to be worried. I am not coming from a place that we are overpopulated. Yes, there are a lot of people in this world that I'd rather see um, helping the earth out, if you know what I mean, because they literally stand in opposition to the things I hold of value, which is free speech for everyone, equality for everyone, uh, love, art, beauty, higher principles. Uh, and I stand completely in opposition to anything that looks, smells, or feels like an enslavement. Uh, so anyone that's in opposition to those things, and a lot of them out there, I have no love for them. Why would I show them love when they're not showing me love? This is that's self-hatred. And what I see baked into all this, Alan, is a lot of self-hatred that's paving the way to this very dark place. Yes, the earth will be all right. It's not the earth that we actually need to be worried about at this time if the species wants to continue. Right, and we see this this aspect of freedom of speech and just freedom in general with this new law they want to pass because of the so-called TikTok debacle with the Restrict Act. They literally, with this act, can make anybody be labeled a terrorist no matter what they are saying and what they are doing, and they can do anything they want to them legally because they were labeled a a a person that's against the government. I mean, it is so, I mean, they've actually passed laws now simply because people go into cities and show videos of, and this is just a totally different thing, but people that are animal activists that show videos of slaughterhouses and what's going on in them, they're actually banned as, as homegrown terrorists. For, for speaking out against the one of the big box industries that basically has all of these people that go into government and spend millions and millions of dollars to get these votes from these politicians. So they've actually um, gagged these people from actually speaking out about their belief. And I think we're going to see that more and more and more, that they're just trying to take away the rights as far as they can or just come out with a blatant disregard for human freedom like the Restrict Act, which is basically the Patriot Act on steroids. Oh, yeah. And each so far, each uh, I don't I hate saying this word, but each president's given it a little more teeth. And now the the way that is S-686 is uh, it's it's terrifying Everyone 
should be terrified of that if you value freedom, if you value beauty, love, self-expression, um, all of the things that I think higher evolved beings should value. This is the opposite direction of that. And anyone that stands for it to me at this point looks like an enemy. And so, yes, this is the, you know, Alan, when we're taught and you're a Sifu and I'm not, uh, uh, but when I was really heavily and into my Gung Fu, my practice, we were always taught, of course, we're taught to fight, but we were always taught, why do we fight? This is why we fight. This is why, you know, that whole culture of internal martial arts and these systems, that this is what Gung Fu's risen up out of. I mean, let's let's talk about some of these principles for a minute as to why do we fight? Well, you know, the first... <laughs> The first thing that comes from, and I've I've taught many times women's um, um, rape prevention seminars, and the first thing that the lesson revolves around is situational awareness, just knowing that there is a danger around you because of your environment and that there are predators waiting to pounce upon you if you let your guard down and you enter into an environment that puts you at risk. And so it's looking out for your best interest because there are people that are looking out not for your best interest in any shape or form. And they are just looking to put in a proper attack on you and get control of you and abuse and victimize you as much as they can if they get the upper hand. And, you know, that's when violence is a necessity because that's where these arts have come from is many times poor people that are pushed beyond the brink of being able to tolerate how much repression and how much force is being put upon them. If you look at some of the systems that exist today, they came out from the burning of one temple where the where five masters escaped, and they later on created underground groups that fought the Qing government in China, yes. and they then ended up becoming underground societies or what's called the tongs there's a triads and they were honorable groups that had a philosophy and a spirituality to them and then they got co-opted and corrupted into gang oriented groups so even the powers that be ended up winning against many of these groups because they contorted their original purpose in the first place. But what came out of these groups were whole systems of education of how to defend oneself. And the, the lineage of it is carried down for hundreds of years now. I love the whole story of Nagmai and how that all, um, came to be and and see this is another principle here is people i think when i look at these old stories alan what has always been apparent to me is it's the class system so it's always this it, it's 
it's not really in the end about I mean, it, the nuance can be there, but it's usually the class system and it, it, it's the upper class against the lower class. The middle class is in the middle, but it's also changing now and they're directly affecting the middle class with this financial stuff going on right now and trying to move those that are not on the verge of being the upper class all the way down into the lower class. And when we look at these old and this is a word we're not supposed to use anymore. Uh, masters in martial arts. Uh, we see, and we've talked about this, and you know this, and you walk the walk. A lot of times they're they're sweeping up the hallways here and there. They're they're serving people. They're in the kitchens. And yet they're these great masters and all the great stories of these great masters are out there. People love it when they Hollywood, Hollywoodize it. And, uh, but the point is that these great masters of internal martial arts, which is bending reality, reality bending stuff, amazing feats and stories because of understanding how all of this works are the ones least noticed they're not the ones out in the big old houses and wearing the gucci this and prada that and you know whatever and this becomes part of the bigger narrative here when we're looking around the realm and here's another thing i've noticed is the dumbing down of culture especially here in america there in chicago that it's appalling i couldn't believe the stats i read today about all the 51 schools or something where the all the children are they don't know how to read and write and they're graduating them and so we've got we've got an illiterate class by bigger numbers than ever coming out into the world, propagandized, uh, militarized and radicalized in school in a way that they're not even intelligent. They don't know how to do math. They don't know how to read or write because everything in their phone does it for them. They don't have proper skills cognitively to you ask them, what's the, what is the capital of the United States? And they can't answer stuff like that. I mean, seriously, this is concerning, but I'll tell you what they have been, they've been propagandized to fight for identity politics, racial divide, um, anti-Trump, anti-Biden, whatever, most of it's uh, anti-Trump, but you see where I'm going. They have been absolutely weaponized. And to me, that is a war of soldiers at the very front of it. Low functioning, low cognitive skills. They're almost zombie-like because all they care about is how they look and what they're saying as far as what they've been programmed to say to push the agenda and the narratives. Those are called disposable eaters. Those are frontline soldiers that take the first hits and they are being pushed out in them in mass now. Meanwhile, 
higher functioning beings in society that love the higher arts that are trying to make everything better for everyone and bring in these higher principles are being poisoned, targeted, uh, suicided, uh, and then soon to be put in jail, etc. Reasoning, reasonable voices, all of this is happening. And meanwhile, you can almost go to any cafe anywhere right now and listen, sit down and listen to the mindless, the mindless chatter. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because I um, we have a, a college here in town, a pretty big college, actually. Um, to, um, Tom Hanks actually came to the college and donated money for a um, a um, um, acting, you know, acting part of the college, millions of dollars. It's got such big donors to it. But I was in a local Barnes and Nobles in the cafe and these students were at this table and they were um they were of course like 18, 19, 20, probably not even 21. They had high level tech laptops. They had the most expensive bags to hold their books, all these expensive books. They had clothes that you could tell that it was a status symbol for them to wear these clothes. And they're talking to each other about the, um, how do I put the term, the unfairness of society how they are a repressed group of people. And they said they listed off something that they were supposed to be bad about. And the one, one girl goes, well, there's something else I'm supposed to be upset about, but I don't remember what it is. I'll figure it out what it is later. And it was like, wow. <laughs> They're, and, that's, and that's coming from their professor teaching them that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It it's terrible. And I don't know. I see I do see good people out there all over. I I believe there are lots of good people out there standing up. And and standing up doesn't mean going crazy. Standing up means standing up in logical ways and inserting your voice where it will be heard. You know, I mean, standing up is is a I think people don't understand what that could mean. Standing up is little things. It's literally like walking the talk, being the example, as I always say, that's gotten so old. But uh, it's just when you're confronted with a choice, you make the right choice, not the choice your neighbor wants you to make, not the choice even your husband wants you to make. Make the right choice due to your own your own gut, like the whole idea of thinking for yourself is now radical. It's like you're, everyone's being taught to not think for themselves. You go along with the party line and that's what they want you to do. This is what has happened in North Korea. This is what happens in China. This is what's, you know, this is the name of the game. And so I think it's cowardly for people to think that, that they can fly under the radar right now. I, I think that 
if you have had an online presence in the last 20 years and there's something that goes against the narrative that's coming to play, they'll get you. The metadata is out there. I mean, just get up on the Wayback Machine. And I w- I've been surprised lately because I've been going there. And find- if, if you know how to use that, then you could be stuff you did not think was still out and about is out and about despite it not being a blockchain so it's still there and anyway it's the whole point of if they want you they'll get you they'll just make up something we know this because the power over has done this for hundreds of years it's not a fair system the house always wins this is why it comes down to good conscience this is why it comes down to a deep sense of what's morally right and and that becomes a very individualized situation. But I think when we're talking about bigger scopes of, of stuff, people can come together. It is just not right to control everyone and tell them that you can't use the word master or you can't use the word. I mean, I don't even know. There's so many words now you can't use, or you can't be caught with that book or this book. You, you I know, can use like, any word I fucking want to use. I know, and so can <laughs> I. And that's what we do here, Jerry. But look at all the people now that capitulate to this, that are going along with it. And see, this is the, the thing, is to, if we are being herded, if we are being genocided, then why does it matter anyway? Why can't you just stand up in rebellion by saying no? I think, you know, one of the most um, radical things you can do anymore is just simply say no. I that, That's just simply just stand your ground and say, nope, I'm not going to go along. I'm not going to agree. I've got my own opinion, whether you like it or not. But as you said, then the whole weight of the system comes down on you. But if you've got enough internal fortitude, because you have, like you did, you have experiences that you learn to have patience and endurance and tolerance you, you can withstand the winds of change and the winds of peer pressure and social pressure. Right. Well, I grew up with those as a, a value to, to really, I mean, as much crap as I went through as as much terrible stuff as I went through, I, it, it all made me, it was all alchemical. It all made me stronger and right, right i don't understand why that is not of value anymore i don't i don't get that and um well everybody's a victim now that's the cur- that's the going currency yes <laughs> oh my god and you know it's it's hard to believe but we are actually at this point we are it's later than people think And we are at a crossroad and it's a very important point to be at. And anyone can throw any overlay they want onto this, but we are here and we are here right now collectively. And it's, I think, in lieu of how absolutely dangerous the times are, 
that this is when it does call for that inner strength. The I see, I absolutely see more strength from people that I never would have suspected. People all broken down and crippled and having a hard time showing real strength now. And uh, people that have been like, like church mice, you know, all of a sudden showing real strength now. Our own voices, whatever they are, and this is the thing that's been used against us, is that that we told all our kids, Gen X told all the kids, your voice is important, right? And then it got used against us. And, and so now your voice is not important if somebody's offended. And this has created such a crazy absolute crazy reality but when we look at the woo of it it was absolutely created this was where the ship was going and this is how we got here and all those people that we look back at that were telling us this manly p hall madame blavatsky all these people all these books told us what was going to happen and by god it's here yeah i it, it it's it's um there's been a clarion call of it for a long time and i think people were just lulled into a deep sense of just complacency because it was a it was a slow moving train wreck you know it was coming at a slow pace but now it has built up enough steam that the juggernaut is very difficult to redirect now. So as we're, as we're winding down and I got heated tonight, I'm in a heated mood. Uh, It's just, (laughs) I just saw, I just, I'm just seeing so much stuff and I'm hearing people say, I'm hearing people already cave to some of this tyranny that's coming down the line that's not even actually happened yet. And I hear them caving and I've been watching it slowly and it's been all it's doing is fueling me. We you have to reckon with yourself in the end. And I've never been a coward and I'm not going to start being a coward now. And so that's how it goes. There's nothing nothing to look forward to in the reality they're pushing for us. There is nothing but slavery. Oh, oh, can't say that word. And it's part of that. You will have nothing and be happy because everyone's getting pushed into the digital world where you can just be any, you can be a bug, honey. You can just be a bug and, um, or whatever, you know, into that realm. And, that's where it's going. I don't know what to say if you can't see that out there. It is happening. It's really, truly happening. And all these little steps that are being written into the laws of the land are happening. And I don't know that I have any good faith that anything's going to change. But one thing I do have is faith in myself and love for myself. So I I think that that's something that people should understand. Love yourself for who and what you are. What you are, not what people tell you you are. Not for 
the who you should be, but look in the mirror and try and find love for yourself. I know the society is turning and twisting this all around. It did in my generation, etc. It's always telling you, you need to be you're too thin, you're too thick, etc. I sound like a Britney Spears song. And, oh. and, but seriously, we need to start just accepting what it is that makes us actually unique beings without the snowflake flavor and allowing others that are unique beings to be unique beings and we can enjoy each other for that or not and this is the thing if you don't like it don't participate you know there used to be such a thing in cities especially and i'm a country girl and um you know i prefer to be in the woods but the thing I've loved in big cities, especially big cities, is the diversity in neighborhoods. So I could go and enjoy clusters of people that loved their culture, loved their food, loved their ways, and were celebrating it and keeping it tight. So I could go to Koreatown and have me some good food over there. And I could go to India, you know, little India and enjoy, some, buy some fabulous antiques and have some good food and, you know, whatever. And, and that model worked until it got weaponized. And I'm making that a bigger thing. You could go to England and experience English people. Well, now you go to England and you experience little Pakistan, little Pakistan in London, or you go to Sweden and you, you know, where are the Swedes? And so what I'm saying here is we need to start loving ourselves, period. I am not going to love myself any less because you think I shouldn't because of whatever my gender is, whatever my skin is, whatever. I'm going to love myself and I'm not going to hate myself to fit your world. And if you think I should hate myself to fit your world, wait till you get out of body because I'll be waiting. So, Ellen, tell us about where you can be found in the world. This has been such a great pleasure. I wasn't expecting to be this wound up. I don't think you've experienced the this side of me, but it's here. And um, you do good work in the world. You have books in the world. You walk the walk as a real Sifu and you have been a light in my life. So thank you for coming on the show. How do people find you? Well, it, again, I greatly appreciate your time and Jerry, it's nice meeting you too. Good meeting um, you. You can find me uh, if you want to get hold of me you can either use my name, Alan Cisco, A-L-A-N-C-I-C-C-O, at AOL.com, or you can email me also at redlotustemple at AOL.com. If you look up Red Lotus Temple, you'll find my organization's page on Facebook. You can also follow me. Just look for my name on social media, um, I also go by the handle Herica, which is H-E-R-U-K-A, and that is another moniker that I use, especially on Instagram and a couple other spots, and you can look for my books on Amazon, on Lulu.com. Uh, they're available there. There's, some of them are sitting on eBay, um, 
And if you want to get hold of me for lessons, just email me and ask about questions of what, and I can also direct you towards books and what's in them. And um, I give lessons online long distance. So there's many things that are available, or if you just want consultation on things like martial arts or meditation or the Buddhism or religion, just give me a, give me a, uh, give me a call and give me a contact. And uh, those are pretty much about the big place. You could also go to redlotustemple.net. That is the temple's website. And that has a lot of uh, resources on there as well. And I put a link to your website in the show notes. Thank so you. Great. So thank you, Alan. Thank you, Nish. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with um, Dave Zed from Generation Zed Podcast. That should be good talk. Looking forward yes. to that. I Thank think, you, everyone. I think we got Solaris coming on after that. Ooh, we do. We and do. I think we have Damien Dumar coming as well. And Ana Reinhardt, Reintort, Reintort. Oh, Ina Retort. And that's going to be a treat. We have some real, real and goodies. Eve Lorgan wants to record a show. She can't do the late nine o'clock, so. So we'll be recording with Evie. Recording with Evie. This is all good stuff coming. Yeah. And um, again, thank you, everyone. I know I was on fire, but it's just the way it is. <laughs> You're not alone. I feel the same way. I mean, I didn't get to talk much, but I'm I'm with you. I, I kept looking, waiting for you to have your hand on the mic, Jerry, and you didn't. It's all good. It's all well, good. you know what? If, if your stomach doesn't churn at some of the stuff we've talked about and gets you riled up, then there's something wrong with you. It, it does. It's just I, I've been very tolerant up until now, and now I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's like yeah. this shit has to stop. Anyway, that's Jerry, all we got. I just want to say one more thing hmm. here. That, I think, is what we've all been. We've all been tolerant yeah. thinking that this wasn't going to get out of hand, and now we're and looking now, at yeah, it. Now it's out of hand. Yeah. Red lines have been crossed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Mistakes All were right. made. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.